0: last heartbeat and number one he was he, he he was beautiful i mean it was just he looked so gorgeous <laughs> tyler my son doesn't look gorgeous yet what the fuck i've given him like a thousand baths he never looks gorgeous i i actually thought for a minute i said is my son a vampire like is he glamming me <laughs> <laughs> i think glamming makes someone swoon i think glamming is like trying to hit like seduce someone Is my dead son seducing me is what I'm hearing from this sick fucking weirdo is about to die. Mm. And when my my wife and I were um, standing over my son and um, (laughs) what would you think, Tyler, standing over your lifeless son? I would think, Jesus Christ, I really
1: let this happen. Why did I even have kids to begin with? I fucked up as a parent.
0: I would give him CPR one more time. Tyler, you're always going to keep trying. You're just going to get in there. Get him in your mouth and get this guy another chance at life. Let's see what Kevin Ash does. He took his, 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 his last heartbeat. Um, I just, we were just, number one, he was, he, he, he was beautiful. I mean, it was just, he looked so gorgeous. Uh, you looked gorgeous, Tyler.
2: Dead? I'm so confused. You look twice.
0: <laughs> God damn it, Tyler. I did it again. All right. You're an N lover. What was the other one? Black Lives Matter, but your kids don't. Let's just make sure that's the whole thing. Let's see what else he said. Oh, no shit in your kids' casket. Oh, shit in your kids'
2: casket. <laughs> 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 oh, 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 that's my favorite part. We should.
3: Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, only seen here out of Indie Music TV. I want to apologize again as I had to open up with that piece of crap, sput a cancer face. I'm sorry, Daniela, I'm not gonna let this one go with this clown. I can't. I can't.
4: I'll put a I'll put a hex on him.
3: We need more than a hex. We need more than a hex. He reached out to you, right? He reached reached out 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 to you, didn't he? He did. And what did he say?
4: He said I came to his defense. I don't think I came to his defense. I just think that I gave what I knew personally outside of that thick face fucking. That's just still disgusting. And I gave him, I gave him a piece of my mind. Like, dude, you're, I, I can't even fathom speaking to
3: you. Like, you're just mm, no, 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 no. I don't know.
4: He, he so got he, my blue look.
3: He wrote, he wrote the website, and he said that uh, not him. I guess one of his stoolies, um, and he said that he wanted to box me. Like that, like oh, I want me- to box you.
4: He told me that I need to get a fight between you two, but I feel that I'm his weight class, height, and everything. So I feel like I should be the one to take him on.
3: Well, that might be the case, but I just want to measure something out. So hold on. So he, let's see if he really knows what he's getting. Because I think he called me the fat guy, right? Like I'll tell fat. Yeah, in so, the right? message
4: yeah. to me, he right. called. He so, called you the fat guy. So hold on, let's
3: check it out. I gotta go to the other side. Let's see oh, if fat sputnik really wants a piece i don't think so i don't think he knows what's really happening get for this your old tickets
4: man. ladies to the gun show that's
3: it baby you know listen i try not to show it off but when i have to i have to this old man will crush sputnik cancer face but anyway that
2: lump
4: in your that lump in your your arm is like that bald head of his like it's just, like, it's just there it's like... <laughs>
3: We i de- can't believe
4: though he really he really said i was defending him that kind of pissed me out i was like no
3: well no. listen there's a I little point funny. where you played a little switzerland there you did it's okay i'm trying
4: to turn over a new leaf I'm you're a peace-
3: you're a peaceful young lady and in some discussions we noticed that uh your nails are real which is good so maybe you can show everybody they your nails. are these
4: are my nails
3: Jimmy was supposed to join us today. He's saying he's having a link problem. So I got to see what's going on there. Uh, If you could appease me, my uh, co-host, my niece out there. Her name is Dana. Dana is doing a walk for her grandmother. It's a a walk for Alzheimer's. Um, So I'm asking the Monty and the Farrow family if you will put the link up. If you're willing to donate towards that walk, that would be fan no crying, Daniela. No crying. There's no crying here. We're asking you please to help support the elimination of Alzheimer's, because God knows we don't want to forget anything, right?
4: Was that no pun intended? <laughs> <laughs> But again,
3: if, if anyone could reach into their pockets and donate, that would be wonderful. Um, I'm very excited you for you our guest. You send me that link. What's that?
4: Send me that link so I could post
3: it too. You got it, boss. Uh, very excited for our guest tonight. I'm bringing on another pro wrestling legend, uh, Buff Bagwell. He'll be in. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's hot. It's hot here. Look out. It's buff. He's got the stuff. We're going to weigh in on, and maybe Buff will weigh in on uh, Sputnik and, and weigh in on his thoughts. But first, Suzanne Somers dies of breast cancer. Suzanne Somers' death at age 76 on October 15th was caused by breast cancer. In 2000, Somers, who became famous for her roles in Three's Company and Step by Step. Thigh Master! And Thigh Master! Well done!
4: Thigh Master!
3: um she succur- uh, succumbed to, to breast cancer um thoughts on suzanne summers
4: uh one amazing thighs <laughs> she was amazing <laughs> <laughs> no but honestly i i definitely like that that's one of those like she's an iconic face like she wasn't uh, granted she's not my generation but i do remember her i remember grabbing my mom's thigh mask and i'm like what the hell is this thing like it's like it look like like a little noodle just strapped together, and you're just trying as a kid to just like I can't grip it, like. But no, I definitely that's that's honestly it's so sad. It's breast cancer of all things, like the woman killer. Like, what
3: the fuck? You know, I got to tell you, being a little bit older than you, it's Suzanne summer's known for Three's Company, but. To my co-host, she's just known for Thighmaster. Master. That's kind of rough. Oh,
4: they on my door.
3: Oh, there I you go. You. Look at that. Wow. I watched Nick at night. Don't try me.
4: <laughs>
3: Burt Young, Rocky Star. This is, uh, I guess, a day of death, my friend, uh, who brought depth into the substance of tough guy roles, dies at 83. Uh, he played Pauly in Rocky. Thoughts on Burt Young? Passing away. No.
4: That's like one. That's actually kind of really young. Some of these celebrities are like, they're dying older than that. And now it's like, shoot. It was was
3: 83.
4: Well, okay. How old was Sean Connery when Sean Connery passed?
3: Shit, I don't know. I think like 70 something, right? No.
4: Older than that.
3: He's older than Rocky movies. Abe, Abe will pull it out. He'll yell me the number.
4: Abe, we need to know how old Sean Connery is, because I'm telling you, that's actually, 83 sounds kind of young for, like, the celebrity deaths, like, especially recently, like, last
3: couple years. So that's kind of young. 83 is pretty old, dude. I, I mean, I think you lived a pretty solid life at 83.
0: Sean Connery died at 90 years old.
3: 90. Told you! Damn,
0: you got it, girl. Wow.
3: I'm telling you.
4: That's actually, 83 is like young for celebrity death. Yeah,
3: but D, Sean Connery was in 10 times the shape of Burt Young. I mean, Burt Young was a smoker, drinker, you know.
4: (laughs) They always say the degenerates live longer.
3: (laughs) Wow. I know somebody's- Let me drink my wine. All right, very important here. Easy jet flight is canceled after someone fouls up the place amid delays. Absolute chaos, says a passenger- the clip started in the middle of the pilot's speech. He can be heard saying that everyone apparently found it rather exciting to defecate in front of the toilet than not staying right where he belonged. We now got everyone off the plane and organize everybody to get hotel rooms until we fumigate the plane. Thoughts on saying someone taking a giant dump on the floor on a flight.
4: So I was, like, scared to
3: queef on a plane once. (laughs) Queef?
4: What?
2: what? Because
4: sometimes it sounds like flagellation. So it's, like, it could be mistaken. Like, I passed gas. Like, no, my pussy farted. Like, completely different. But, like, damn, you just put that person on blast. Yes, I said queef. I said queef. I queef, and I'm proud of it. You know what?
3: I got to be honest. I haven't heard the word queef in quite a, quite a day. Quite a day. <laughs> Woman well, queefs on life. plane. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me.
4: I would be that. There's something outside. Like...
3: <laughs> we got a big announcement I just found out. You'll be joining me in studio in New York on November 11th. So on November 11th, Monty and Afaro are going to the big event during the day, and then we'll be interviewing Paul London, cheerleader Melissa. I haven't updated it yet, but Pat Tanaka and uh, Paul Diamond. I forget the name of that team. Maybe Buff can remem- remind me who it was. And uh, we're going to have an all night long interview with you sitting at the table. Hey, are you excited to meet Danny Ella in person? Of
0: course. Who wouldn't
3: would not be? be? Totally sh- shit face. Before <laughs> <laughs> we'll have plenty of good effing wine for you here, so we'll be in good shape. And maybe Jimmy will find his way up here, and it'll be the three of us sitting at the dance. Crazy times. That.
4: That would actually be kind of awesome.
3: It would be awesome. I don't know where he is now. He must be having computer problems. I have no idea.
4: I know. And like, I got all like, 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 witchy. Like, I was like, oh, he's going to appreciate the Halloween spirit. So you, like, you dress
3: up for Jimmy, but you don't dress up for me? I
4: dress up in my PJs for
3: you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, I feel like a second-class citizen here, man. I gotta tell you,
4: I'm sorry. What would you rather? Horror makeup? Like I look like I'm crying. No, I kind of dig you
3: right now. I kind, I, I like, I like your gimmick. I like it a lot. I'd like the best. Thank Is the band that sings a mean? theme song for Monty DeFaro and Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner Bark Riggs, make up the band Mysterio Hall. Mysterio Hall sings such great songs as "In My Dreams," "This Life," not far behind. "Here Comes the Rain." You can find them on the wisteria hall youtube page where you hit like and subscribe spotify apple music or reverb nation if you didn't know it you are watching the world's number one pro wrestling broadcast monty nefarro catch us on the monty nefarro youtube page monty nefarro facebook live page here's on iHeartRadio, radio spotify anchor the monty nefarro twitch tv page and in New York, if you're lucky enough to live in New York, you catch us on Channel 115. They've kind of changed the times and days on us because of our popularity, but I'll just read the script. Channel 115 every Tuesday at 930 p.m. and Saturday at eleven thirty AM and Channel 20 Tuesdays at 7 PM. If that's not enough, catch us on the Intuitive Network. That's intuitive. That's I N 2 I T I V E network. It's free. It's got documentaries. It's got movies. It's got comedy. It's got um, music it videos. Free. It's for me. Yeah. And it's got Daniella head and in charge, Monty and the Faro. We'll be right back where Daniella gets to meet this icon and friend of the show, Mr. Bub- Buff Bagwell. We'll be right back. With Buff Bagwell. Sweet Caroline, pa, pa,
2: pa. The never so good
3: so Manscaped? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, have you tried the new equipment that's been sent? I'm afraid because it says weed whacker. <laughs> I'm scared. Maven Manscape, what are you thinking
1: about? Love manscaped, it. dude, love what it. What do you use it for? Necessity. What, what don't I use it for? Put it this way: <laughs> the only hair <laughs> I have on my entire body is these eyebrows yeah. that oh. you see. These wow. caterpillars racing to the middle of my nose. That's it. <laughs> that is it. That's all. That's all I have, and that's all I want. That's the. So ba- manscaped there, is you, a must.
3: We were talking before the show. There's nothing worse. Than just
1: hair. Yeah. Right? Hair on a woman. Hair on a man. It's just bad. Absolutely. And it's the one thing that the older I get, it starts growing more in unwanted areas. Absolutely. I hate it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh Uh-oh. Just going to go out there. Oh, boy. Go for it.
3: You're doing a deed. (laughs) Yes. Again, I don't (laughs) want you to have to admit this because we, as men, we try not to admit this. But if you're going to go do do a deed on a woman, would you rather have her be hairless or a little hair racing stripe or <laughs> racing stripe. full retro bush
1: racing well, retro stripe. retro bush is out yes thank you. retro bush is out yeah um i don't mind a small well manicured landing strip <laughs> every now and then if it's completely and i'm talking like baby's ass bald mm. then i i start where is that pedophilia line that yeah. I'm that I'm I don't, I don't wow. want to wonder into
0: that that's very bit interesting like that.
1: I never thought about wow. that. you're a smart dude Holy
0: so shit. if the landing strip is clean enough for the plane to go in smoothly you're cool with that
1: if the landing strip is has like I said well manicured yeah, you yeah. can see both sides it's not
0: like blinking lights on
1: both and, sides of that landing? I just don't I don't want you know I don't want the shrubbery going off into yeah. unwanted areas on that gotcha as well. yeah, oh but look what
0: you found Ooh. I gotta be all honest though gotcha.
1: so, hey the uh, <laughs> the, the older I get, though, I don't. I think I don't think I can be as. Uh,
3: as I found
0: as, it. I found have it. Have you ever gone down
3: there, like just like you, she slowly brings down the underwear? then... What is Retro. It? Absolutely. You're retro. Like,
2: Whoa. Wow. Yeah, look, I'm 46, like it pops out.
1: Do you like walk out or what do you do? No, I, tr- I muster through. I muster up the
0: you courage to get through. it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a trooper. he's a trooper. Gotta give him an yeah, not A. Not all,
1: we, not all heroes wear capes.
0: Yeah, there I, you no, go. I hear you. Uh, there listen, I
3: couldn't. I couldn't say. Well. If you have the same beliefs as Maven, does Manscaped could help you? Absolutely. The Weed Whacker.
0: Absolutely. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that I may have to, like, you know, go in a room, close the door, and hang out with the Weed Whacker for a little while. Yeah, I
3: think you're a retro guy, aren't you?
0: I like 70s adult films, if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, well, with that, we're going to take a quick Batman. commercial break and anyway. we'll be back
3: with this wrestling icon, Maven.
1: We will see you in a dropkick
3: second. Uh. A dropkick second. All right, Welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. And we have in the house, it's been a long time. There he is, the man, the Woo! myth, the legend, Buff Bagwell. How are you, sir?
5: What's going on, man?
3: Man, you look good, bro. You look great. Are you wearing that hat for me?
4: Thank you. I like that I
3: hat. I am, see?
4: I like the hat. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I have got so much to talk about. Oh,
4: shit. <laughs> I mean, Welcome to the show. Just
5: listening, to you, just listening for 15 minutes, I've got Queef, Link, Kevin Nash, the shit on the airplane, and Manscaped. I could talk about all five of those things for a week.
4: So, wait, well, are you going to shave my pussy, give me a ring, and we're going to call it the <laughs> Yeah.
5: Boy did that go off the rails
3: (laughs) speechless
5: i mean first let's just i gotta call a spade a spade i don't believe in the word queef why i I, I, I never i I heard it 30 years ago i've never heard one though i i I never seen a girl do one I I just don't believe I believe. You never hit sure it so hard from behind that it
4: locks up that air like a fucking <laughs> little vacuum cleaner. Oh, oh, you mean but and see And I see you pull out you here.
5: But hold on. <laughs> but hold out. on. But hold on. You sit on an airplane. How the hell did that happen on an airplane? No, I said I would do that I I I've creeped on an airplane thing so. I, blah, blah 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 <laughs> Sexual, absolutely sexual, a queef. I get. You said sitting on an airplane. I got a big ass that sucks
4: up a lot of air. Okay.
5: God bless it. Oh my but, god. So my yes, we queef, queef after the doggy style position, absolutely. But has never heard of on an airplane. I get a You can shift the wrong way accidentally I don't know man that's uh I, I never heard that one but but again okay it's been a while though I'm with I'm with big man I just hadn't heard queef in a long time it's uh
3: it's been a while but no. uh but but I, but I'm all about anything I'm bringing it back,
2: you know bringing
3: buff, back I, buff I was saying the same exact thing I haven't heard queef in like 25 years you never hear it's, that term. it's been at least 20
4: years who wants yeah. to say pussy fart
3: <laughs> I don't think to I've to ever pray. heard pussy okay. fart yeah. <laughs> In, in ever, like ever. It's, it's, it's been it, a decade on Percy Park. All right, let me get this back on the rails. By the way, Buff, this is my new partner in crime, Miss Daniela Petro. Daniela Petro, the great Buff Bagwell, hello, everybody.
4: He got bad in your game, that's all I like.
3: Hello, hello. I like it, I like it. I like that but,
5: but Let me ask the next question right
3: Go quick. What was the Kevin Nash thing I just witnessed? All right, so let's go Let's go through this real quick, and I, I want you to weigh in. So okay. since Danielle has joined the show, she kind of brought, you know, we were talking about different shows and shit like that, and she started discussing this one guy. And I went and looked him up, and I catch this video. And I only took a snippet of it, Buff, right, because I don't think – and I'm being honest here. I don't think I've ever run something across something so disgusting as that. I wanted to rip this dude's throat out, right? And, you know, I put it up last week. And then the guy kind of retaliated this week in some form or fashion. And I said, let me put it up again because I want people to realize... What kind of piece of shit this guy is? I don't know how else but to say it, right?
4: This is like what kind of piece of shits watch him? Like has Kevin Nash like.
3: seen this? I don't think so. Um,
4: I don't think he. Ha- I think he would honestly. I think he would have said, as a parent, we'll, we'll take away his WWE. We'll take away magic, Mike, everything. As a parent, I would have said something. If I don't think he saw it,
5: because I if no, he you did, don't. You don't listen to me. No, no offense or anything, but you just don't know Kevin Nash. Like I know Kevin Nash. When Kevin Nash hears that there, there's going to be some kind of retaliation.
4: What, what was said? What was said? If Kevin Nash actually heard this, there would have been a hole in his head.
5: No, when, when he hears it, as soon as he hears it, there's going to be a retaliation.
4: No, as there, as that is entitled and should be on some real shit, that was and the worst part about it is I was saying it last week, they have that, I think my son's glamming me, was every time someone would donate money, that that phrase, that catchphrase would be shot out. And I never knew what that was because that was my first time seeing that. And I was just like, that's disgusting. Oh my God, I think my son's glamming me? That's where that came from? No. No, wow. man, that's too far. That's too far.
2: That's, I'm going to make it my own personal
4: right mission to that's make this. Uh, you asking for the death
3: card. I want to make this kid famous, right? He wants to be famous. Let's make him famous for the right reasons. But speaking of that, Buff, um, I know you're friends with Kevin. Are we friends with Kevin? Um, yes. When his son passed away, what were your thoughts, and did you reach out to Kevin at all?
5: absolutely i you know of course i knew everybody was going to be blowing kevin up of course because he so many people love and respect kevin nash but um you know me and kevin actually go back from atlanta boys before the wrestling you know we both at you know i'm about 10 years younger than kevin but in in, in the world of wrestling that don't really mean anything so it with but in atlanta you know kevin was the big you know badass cool bouncer and all of the top clubs and i was the 19 20 year old with a fake id getting into all the cool clubs and and you know and me and kevin were good friends and um then we both got into wrestling i've gotten a rinky d you know independent pro wrestling to start and he got into wcw to start and because of his size and his and his ability And, um, and so, yeah, but we got in at the same exact time. And, um, so, but Kevin and me are really super good friends and, but I, I didn't reach out to him right away because I just knew he was getting bombarded, but we did speak after, you know, after a couple of weeks I waited and, um, and did my respect, you know, spec phone call and just made sure he knew I cared about him. But at the same time, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was in correlation with Scott Hall's birthday. the death yeah it was like a it's like the,
2: almost the same day
5: a year apart or something crazy so it was like a double whammy for kev with the scott hall losing him and his son it was a it was crazy but i i just hated that for kevin he was you know i always i remember kevin when he when tristan was born you know and it was just a cool name the tristan word and you know um the uh, Legends of the Fall, you know, that was Brad Pitt's name, Tristan. Brad Pitt's
2: character and just, was my favorite.
5: <laughs> oh my god. And any any anybody that Brad Pitt, that was one of his coolest, you know, roles and he was super Maybe good that's looking. why I became also... a sucker
4: for long hair. That's why I like <laughs> long hair so much. It was because of Tristan's character.
5: <laughs> Absolutely. So he had one of the coolest names in the world and Kevin knew it was a cool name and a, and a great kid and all that. So I I hated that for Kev bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, to hear what just happened a minute ago, I really thought just for a second, I thought that I was, I mean, I knew what podcast I was going
3: on, but I still was a little confused what was happening. And I'm like, Kevin's going to kill me for being on this show. Well, I got to be honest. I'm thinking to myself, Buff's going to see this, and he thinks that we think it's funny. He's going to just That's disconnect. What I thought. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but he he knows me. I, we know each other. And I'm like, he knows me better than that. He'll hang in there. He'll get his explanation. You know what I mean? I so- did. I did. Definitely- Moving um, on. And we
4: know that the, we, like the the, we like blown up assholes. We love exposing Mo- Moving assholes.
5: on. The shit on the airplane. I got a story for that one too. A good one. Well, let's hear it. Go for it. Scott Norton one time in Japan tore his quad muscle. And we are 17-hour flight away from the United States in <clears throat> Tokyo, Japan. And on the flight home, Scott had to take a dump, and he's got a tore quad. So, pitcher, tore quad, you can't bend your leg at all. They had to keep the door open, and Scott <gasps> Norton had to take a shit on the airplane, and the flight attendants going around having to spray the air, and the whole plane knew Scott Norton snuck it up. Oh, no I love Scott no, no, Norton no. to death, but I had to tell that story. It was such a great story. And it's, it's a story that Scott tells, but it's not like he's embarrassed about it. It's, it happened, right? and it's the truth. It's a it hilarious takes away the fun of a fucking
4: mile high club.
5: <laughs> no joke. But, yeah, but, I, I mean, they the lady went through spraying and all that. I felt so sorry for Scott because he's a real teddy bear, and he was so embarrassed about it, you know. But, I mean, when you got to go, you got to go.
3: I think, I think when it comes to a point you weigh in, like, shitting in your pants or letting everybody see you taking a shit. We'll go with let everybody see you taking a shit. I mean, oh, not to dumb yeah. this down. Sure.
4: Hands Absolutely.
3: down. but well, I, I shit flowers. But I cleave. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Buff, <laughs> you, you don't even know what you're in for. It, don't worry. This just started. My cootie smells like
4: daisies. <laughs> you got to stop bringing all these good-looking men on here. I know. you <laughs> think I need to go for an older man.
5: I don't think. How I, old are you?
4: How Uh-oh. old do I look? Uh oh. Uh oh. I mean, this really doesn't fucking help. Like, I was going for like this witchy, like run-down look. I was about to say.
5: You sure you want me to answer that? No, you look great. I, I'm going oh. by the way you're acting and your age. You're. I think you're very. I think you're young. I think you're 35, 36.
4: I just
3: turned 36. Uh, give me you something. You hit the nail
4: on the head. Buff when
3: knows, Buff long, knows, though, knows his, like his women. He knows his women. Balls Absolutely, his I ball. know my women. And Buff, check maybe, it out. I know you've out. got a girlfriend, but just so you know, Danielle, oh, I wanted to know oh, if you was single. Picking? I said he's single <laughs> with a girlfriend, so there is a chance <laughs> that there's sure. no
4: rings. Buff, last died. night,
3: last night, Sting announced that he's finally going to retire. Um, did you hear the whole speech? I did not. I was sleeping because I'm old. He said my name. So share your thoughts about Sting, what he meant to the industry and what he meant to you sting
5: brother is to me first of all is is everything um i came into wcw as the rookie by the minimum of any wrestler nine years which was scott steiner and so you're talking about youngest in the company by nine years and um and Sting being that 10 11 older than me years um you know it was just taboo for him to be hanging out with Marcus Alexander Bagwell but we just clicked and and you know the rookie and being a pretty boy and and all that stuff that don't you know that, that don't get over too much in a, in a in a pro wrestling locker room but once sting took me in it's like all the boys then accepted me so it was a big deal um uh, when he first accepted me to get me into the, into the business. And he really vouched for me and, and we just really clicked. And last night when I'm watching him on TV, we had talked about two days ago and just got caught up a little bit. And I was telling him about my sobriety thing and, um, being 14 months sober and all that Amazing. stuff. And Thanks. Thanks a lot. And, uh, and he knew, he knew about it, but not, we hadn't really, really got caught up. And then, a day later, he's on AEW, and my phone's been lit up all day about him saying he, he kind of gave a speech and brought up, you know, hit the old running guys, which was Luger, me, and the Steiner boys. That was the car. That was the, that was the group, it was the Steiner's, Steiner's, Sting, Lex, and Bagwell were always together. The industry, as far as Dean goes, is just like I said. I mean, it, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, he's just so over, so popular. Uh, he's a great guy. Couldn't be. I couldn't be more proud of him. Uh, I, I remember him always wondering about all these older guys, and he made he made a uh, he went and talked about it last night about how the older guys he kept wondering why they kept wanting to come back and and. Last night, he, he, he talked about that, how he gets it now by seeing why they want to keep coming back and because they don't want to let it go, and, and and it's still a lot of fun for him and, and Sting can still wrestle. He's still healthy. He still looks great. So, you know, I just think it's, he's just a great guy. He's one of the best in the industry. He's respected throughout. He just class, class act through and through and i love steve Borden.
4: now i have a question i always have questions but so you said even though when they're they're done and over with they still keep coming back i've noticed that because like even like the undertaker has been like he was on nxt and everything what is that drive to make someone who's kind of like all right i'm gonna let this generation have their turn i paved the way what what keeps you wanting it to come back. I mean, you guys take a brutal hit, like physically, mentally, emotionally, family dynamics. Like what makes you want to just keep going back into that ring? Even when maybe it's a nice, let me, let me take a, a nice little Florida cruise to the Bahamas. It's my retirement. Like what makes you keep going?
5: I think it starts off with the cruise to the Bahama kind of thing. And, and then, what happened to me was is you look at the tv and you don't see anybody that's really stepped up and took your place and so it hasn't passed you uh so like I a legacy like a
4: legacy yeah i I, I, um,
5: yeah, I, I unfortunately kind of got out of the business not on, at a very young age by by getting by by something that was never going to happen wcw was never going to merge with the wwf ever and that is now what's the wwe but you're too you're too young to know that probably but the wwf I I know, and the wait,
4: wait 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 what what was triple h wasn't wasn't he in wcw what
5: was that, yes, that uh, what was that no, that was wwf but he that was, was in okay, wcw yeah, as Ernest Hemsley, he was he was WCW. And so was so was Mankind. He was Cactus Jack. So was Kevin Nash. He was Kevin Nash in WCW. He uh so was Undertaker. He was Mean Mark Callis. I do remember so the WC- Undertaker
4: and Kane. I actually had the privilege to meet Kane. He was a very nice man. <laughs> I from what he played on television to what I met, I was like so- it's 260, like it's a little 360 going on here. Like, but no, it, I definitely see that too. Like, there are big shoes to fill with certain characters. Like, you can't have another Undertaker, you can't have. I mean, maybe Austin Theory could be like the next John Cena. I can kind of see that. Um, I even remember but what you're saying, like right like there, what you're saying
5: is, is they're few and far between those Austin Theories, it's very, very, very those austin theories and those seth rollins are few and far between bro they're just few and far between so when they get out of it a lot of people don't get that void filled like a cena or a rock or a austin or a sting or a luger and it just don't get filled so it just leaves them like let's go back i mean you know let's try it again because nobody else filled those shoes so let me go back get a payday
4: well even like edge like edge i one he was so humble to me when i met him two years ago at wrestlemania and like just to even see him switch to AEW, i'm still like dude dude's got it i mean i watched i watched him on like the viking series and stuff so i was like oh, isn't that a wrestler i know who that is but like it's definitely you can see why but i wanted a better understanding is like it, it it's it's like a father with its offspring there is no one good enough to carry on my legacy so i'm going to stay here until i croak over
2: and you i go I, I, I like it.
5: you got so, yeah one, i'm real real thing. proud of sting i'm i'm real proud of Sting, and just he's just had a hell of a career so and he just does he does does so many signings and does so does so well with that and um you know uh steam really and even in the heyday of WCW and, and, Nitro and all that, you know, Sting and I were the only two wrestlers to do the WCW ride the whole way. The only two, everybody else went back and forth and was at the WWF and that came back, you know, so, but me and Sting did the full 11 year ride at WCW. And to my knowledge were the only two that did. And, uh, so we got really close during all that. And then, the ultimate, and then what I was saying a minute ago is the unheard of and the impossible happened, which was the WWF merged with WCW, and it ended my career.
4: <clears throat> I feel like real, real, uh, Ripley is giving me a little bit of a female sting right there. Is it just me? Really, in that? I feel like she is. I feel like she's like the female. Yeah, woman. she's. i I'm, yeah, really, I'm new to this world. But what I, what I see as an outsider looking in, not really pre-exposed too much, I feel like I can see that.
2: <laughs> I like it.
4: But no, it's, I definitely I definitely can, I, I love the fact that if you still have it in you and you still the drive and you still have the fan base, keep going. Keep going until your right. men give out. Absolutely. Keep going, ride that because honestly, it's you're still wanted. And even if you look at the age range that is going on like AEW and WWE, it is, shit, when I met Austin Theory, he was like 21, 22. And then you have Edge and Undertaker, Undertaker going on NXT and everything else. It's like, if you still have it, and it's still, you, the audience is still wanting it, then you, I feel like it's what drives you guys too is the want and sure. the need? you know what i mean so it's like keep doing it and i i commend sure. anyone that keeps going because it is when you know you have that niche because you know you got that niche i i <laughs> can see you got that
2: niche.
4: <laughs> you you it's a hard shoes to fill you left your is. fingerprint So well, it's like who else can really put their hand where mine has been placed
5: that's how i, I like it. it i like it
4: it's uh you gotta stop stop zooming on his face Ooh, you got a girlfriend actually no, you're easy to target but so, <laughs> i gotta ask you something i gotta ask you about miss judy bagwell your mother how was your relationship miss with, with miss judy bagwell
5: well miss judy bagwell passed a couple of years ago but she was man she was a fantastic woman i still get asked to this day i was in new york comic-con this past weekend and I still get asked, "Was that your? Was that really your mother?" Because nobody really believes with TV; they think it's some kind of magic show. They, you know? they think but, it's make
4: believe. Sometimes they think it's just a script. Sure.
5: sure, but that was my mom. She was, you know, fifty something years old, taking diamond cutters from, you know, <laughs> uh, from Dallas, and there she is. And and she was one half. If you lower that picture, she's got a tag team belt on right in that picture. She was one Hell half yeah. of the world tag team Woo! champions. Her and Rick Steiner were the world tag team champions. It's crazy.
4: That's insane. And right there, that's probably what also keeps you going. You come from a legacy.
5: Yes. You got to yes.
4: keep, keep this bloodline going. Keep this bloodline going.
5: <laughs> Makes Very you good. you get back
4: in the ring. <laughs> that's what I love about when I when I got introduced to the wrestling world. I will say it is fundamentally a lot of family base it's crazy and it's it's just like it's like rooted in your blood it's it's genetically imprinted you know i mean i hate saying this but like vince mcmahon Stephanie mcmahon like it's it's rooted you got the bloodline all of them like it's just rooted and you just have that passion and that drive to just keep it going for generation upon generation upon generation and that honestly is one of the coolest things that I found being new to this whole wrestling world is that it is so family based and it goes longer than you can ever expect it to. My mother, yes. my mother's mother, my father, and I love that. So it's also because yes, I'm like, I was looking it up. I didn't know Judy. I was looking at clips. I was like, is that his mom for real yep. or not? That... I don't
5: know. <laughs> so yep. that's that i that was her. Rick Steiner's who came up with that storyline. It was uh, I broke my neck in Columbia, South Carolina was paralyzed in the ring uh, for like eight minutes. Uh, get to those, get to the uh, hospital and find out it's just, when I broke my neck, I bruised my spinal cord. Which makes you feel like you're 100% paralyzed. Eight minutes later, I'm t- taped to the board. I can't move. But when we came back to Columbia, South Carolina, it was Rick's idea because I, my parents were devastated that I was going to be a bad guy. Uh, You know, I could have been. I like been heels. Probably, I'm a heel. <laughs> well, you know, the problem with it was is I got ten thousand letters of people genuinely caring about me being injured in the ring and fighter pilots that it would touch my they would touch my picture before going out to battle and just the letters poured in and then when i turned bad it it was it was borderline it was like whoa that was almost too I much mean, my parents were upset about it because of now- the fan mail and stuff so it was big
4: that Eric was Do you, think that you, do you made regret all bringing your mom into this world?
5: Oh no, well I see again it was Rick that his idea, but I thought it oh. was it was fantastic. It was a really really great idea and it really worked. She was she got very over, very popular very quick. It was really cool. Buff,
3: speaking of Rick, last year Rick um, at WrestleCon Went on a tirade against transgender wrestler Giselle Shaw. Yeah. I know you're friends with the Steiners. Could you share your <clears> thoughts <throat> about that situation and uh, the backlash that Rick got for his uh, words against Giselle Shaw?
5: You know, those kind of situations, man, I, I wasn't there. I do know, I mean, I was there. I was in LA at WrestleCon doing a signing, but not in the same room. The, the stuff i got from it was uh and again mine's only an opinion because I, I didn't hear i didn't see it with my own eyes and man my father taught me at a very young age believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see and i did not hear it but i did have a guy that was sitting in the same area as rick that said whoever the person was the transgender person that was really messing with rick now that don't make it better for what he said or didn't say but i did hear that the transgender person was really like agging it on and walking by and you know making some gestures and stuff so you know i you know so there's always two sides to every story but you know it's oh, pretty vocal, but,
2: yeah
5: exactly the, it's, it's his story You're their back story back and then the truth the actual- <laughs> you're exactly right. His, hers, and the actual truth. So yeah. So I don't know. I didn't see it with my own eyes. I didn't hear it. But but you know, I, you know, I I've got myself in a mess like that too by speaking too soon. And but I did hear the person was kind of you know baiting Rick. And I don't know about you either. But that's what I heard.
3: Look, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I I, I I've heard that you you're pretty um, social or are are loud about supporting the LGBTQ community. Um, What made you get into supporting this group?
5: It was more, it was more just a person that I was, my agent at the time was a guy named Michael Long. And it was more just where I was, I was really kind of lost with my injury. And, you know, and it was more just I spoke up, the the truth being, I want everybody, buck for everybody, is what the shirt we made. And it was because I just want, I think everybody deserves to say whatever they want and, and be part of whatever they truly believe in. I just can't imagine feeling a way and not being able to express it. So on a couple of podcasts, I, I said that, and I was like, look, man, I want everybody to be happy and be able to say whatever they want to say. And so the cute thing it just kind of took off and and was like i was almost like a you know torch carrier for the group and um and it wasn't quite like that but i just more was just like you know man just let them whoever wants to say what they want to say let them let them be heard you know let them be heard and, and respect them
4: that's yeah. honestly a commendable thing because i'll tell you right now when everyone thought i was a transgender woman even though i i have been born a woman i have birthed three beautiful children in my life it's any the wrestling world could be really cruel if they even question sure. you being trans or gay like i got so many death threats and i'm like I, well i'm really a woman but they're like oh you're a chick with a dick and it's like oh my god like they're out to get me <laughs> like
2: Right. It's, honestly,
4: it's scary. It's really scary. And that's when sure. someone with a platform that has a voice to say something, especially with no attachments to it whatsoever, that really stands firm with really saying, "Hey, listen. If I don't care, why should you care?"
2: Yeah, right.
3: But, Let it, you be know, what it be. But I look at it this way too. Buff, you were, you you're a southern guy, right? You were born a southern man. The thought process mm-hmm. I'm assuming from coming from your father, um, was quite a bit different back then. How do you make that change, right? Because, you know, you've been taught differently. I'm assuming, right?
5: Absolutely. I mean, even even I mean even is even with the N word, bro. I mean, you know, that's something that was, you know, that we had friends that were black that used the N word, you know, with with us, and it was okay. And now that's taboo. So I'm a 53 year old man, like, and you're exactly right my father raised us you know that word wasn't bad but he also raised us that there was white n-words and black n-words that n-word meant trash on the way my father raised me so there was there's white trash and there's black trash and so we were taught lessons and rules even though it was a southern based family it still made sense to me and it kind of makes sense to this day of uh, the N-word being trash, not really what people think it means. It's it could be white trash or black trash. It's a person that is. I think, a trashy I think person. I think
4: it's not because I I'm I'm biracial. I'm my father's black, my mother's white. And my go. grandmother, God rest her soul, racist as hell. She used to tell her friends <laughs> I was half Spanish because it was better to be half Spanish than half black. That's what Absolutely. she told her girlfriend. And I I think with me I am so light skinned that even like having hair like this I get looked at and I get you know rid of killed with things. It's not about what is said. You can say anything the nastiest way, but I have actually been called a polite cunt. But at least I was polite. Wow. So it's it's not what you say; it's how you say it.
3: So you know what I mean.
4: And by the way, I got called a polite cunt by uh, the New York Yankees daughter when I worked at a when I worked at a high end restaurant because I didn't get her her section the right way. But I told my her. boss. I said, well, at least she said I was polite. It's not what yes. you say; it's how you said. I said everything I needed to say, but I said it politely. So that's why I think it is even with the derogatory terms. There are certain people I will look at sideways and I'd be like, I didn't know you did not just say that. That's that <laughs> ethnic roots in me coming out. And then there are some people I'm like, there's no ill will. There's no hatred on your heart. When you're using the same you can say the same exact sentence as that person, but you have to determine about the delivery. What sure. is the delivery? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. And that's my you're personal right. opinion, coming from an ethnic background.
3: That's a good one. Buffy, getting a life lesson, buddy. You didn't know you come on the show. You're going to get a life lesson, pal. I <laughs> love it. I'll, I- I'll, I'll give you more I'll
4: give you your first queef lesson, too. Oh,
3: boy.
5: That's what I hear. That's what I mean. I mean, I've, I've already learned. I've already
3: I mean, learned I haven't done one in
4: a while. Listen, I need a manscape. I got cobwebs down here. This just fucking <laughs> Fucking dust the, dust, dust the shit off. I am too young to be these cobwebs.
3: Buffy nothing made me
4: we'll
3: get it we'll get her to quiet down a minute too much good fucking (laughs) wine i think um i mean you know what a big fan i am of you as a person and yes um we are big fans of intestinal fortitude um number one i want you to probably tell the family out there how does a man who's in such great shape like yourself even way back fall into drugs and then more importantly where do you get the intestinal fortitude to pull yourself out that you don't become part of the equation
5: that's a great question and said perfectly um you know the how you get into it is the your surroundings your who you're around is such a big part of what what happens in your life and with wrestling i mean look at how many guys have overdosed and died it's just drugs is unfortunately a huge part of pro wrestling it was just in every locker room i mean you could have an advil bottle and a lot of wrestlers would do this as a joke and you could drop an advil bottle on a floor in a locker room and the pill bottle sound of the Advil bottle hitting the ground, every pro wrestler whoa, turned around to that bottle because they were all some form of pill hit. So it just was a it was just a real nasty injury. Our industry was year round. Um if we didn't work, we didn't get paid, we didn't have health insurance. Um it was the nastiest highest paying professional job on the planet. And it just, it's just the way it was. Um, it it just, you know, it just was a, a, a drug filled industry and it was in every door, every locker room, it was there. And again, you know, you don't have to take it. Nobody was forcing it down your throat, but it just becomes part of life to where I remember like it was yesterday a beer before 6 p.m. was taboo. And then one day it was open my eyes and turn to the phone and order a six pack of course Light to the room at 10 o'clock in the eight o'clock in the morning. So it just, it's one of those things that if you just don't stay on it, no different than sobriety, no different than one day at a time, no different than staying in the rooms of AA. When you get out of those rooms, you relapse. If you don't stay on your body to stay in shape, you're not going to stay in shape. If you don't stay on your body to stay sober, you're not going to stay sober. And I let my guard down thinking I would never be like one of those guys and be a pill head or alcoholic. And all of a sudden I found myself being out of the bed, Taking pills and drinking beer, and being a functioning addict for for ten years, and I lost I lost twenty years. I didn't lose twenty years with a needle in my arm in the in the you know in the alley, but I lost twenty years sedated. Um, I mean, I really did. I mean, I there's things that happened that through being sedated it just i mean it just went by i lost 20 years bro and the key to getting out of that hole is is again is your people around you dallas page and my niece came to me and interventioned on me at a time that I'd had my car wreck in 2020 and I'd finally hurt myself. I had a, I ruined my right knee and I finally done something with my addiction that finally left a dent and it was a bad dent and I couldn't fix it. And so I turned to alcohol, which I'd never turned to alcohol. I turned to alcohol and, and cause it was easy. It was quick and alcohol is where i went and so when i went to rehab dallas and my niece jonna were the intervention on me to come in and and to get me clean but i was ready to get clean so i went it was uh, august of 2022 20, uh, and i just this past august of 23 was my first year of sobriety so i'm 14 months sober to you know 14 months sober now. <laughs>
4: I got I got to commend that.
5: But but I will tell you. I will tell you I can I can truthfully tell you I am sober enough that at a year is a perfect time to see whether or not you like being sober or you don't. You have got a real good judgment to say, you know? I'm just been a year sober. I'm good, clear-minded, and you know i don't like this i'm gonna go back the other way or and what happened to me with
4: him on that i really do but uh, but at at my i i'll have a glass of i'll have a glass of wine or two but i i I've, i've indulged in partying i'm not i'm no saint i'm no saint whatsoever and i don't know if you know my background i i dated a wwe wrestler i was that was my way into the world of wrestling And I was gonna ask you, what would you say to someone like my ex? My ex, I felt you get so sucked in, and especially if you have that addictive personality. I do feel when you have that addictive personality, you sponge everything and anything that you can absorb to just get through. You guys are working five, six, seven days a week. You're either flying, driving. You literally don't have a life. And yes, it's working. If you don't work, you don't get paid. So, mm-hmm. And the more that you're on, you're on the more that you're going to move up. But yeah. it's who you surround yourself by. I have indulged in partying. And I'm one of those people. It's like, I have worked this week. I'm done. Some people don't know how to say, no, I want another one. And right. I want another one. And it's like, but what would you say to even like some of these wrestlers, whether they've been let go or they could potentially fall down that path of like, hey, been there, done that. It's not worth it. It's a nice high, but guess what? Just like every drug, the come down fucking
2: sucks. Like,
5: yeah. And the truth is, you're you're exactly right, and it's just what I would say to them is like. Even if you look, no matter how you look at it, if you go the money route, if I could just add up how much alcohol, how much money I spent on alcohol and prescription Well, not
4: even just you spending. Let's oh be God. fair. I've watched fans. WrestleMania was insane, and I'm not just talking about with my ex. I watched people. Let me buy you a drink. with I'm not going to name names of who I was hanging out with or chatting with just people just here 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 and showing and it's out of love but it's like how do you say no to someone who adores you or appreciates you that is handing you a shot or handing you a beer or let's go to the back room and do some rails like like, how do you say no when it's it's i know it's it's tough and that's a, a place of love you know
5: It's tough, and I was right there, right in the middle of it. I mean, I put on a character named Buff Bagwell on TV, and everybody didn't want to, they didn't want to party with Marcus. They wanted to party with Buff Bagwells. Let's party, bro. You know, and so it was the drinks were lined up, and like you said, any room, any party you wanted to go to, I could have gone to. The Coke party, the Bill party, the pot party, any party I wanted to go to, I
3: could go. Well, Buff, I think, also you start to believe in the character right because just like any human being you love the admiration and you love the love that you're getting and you associate that with the things that you're doing so how do you break away from that i mean i guess the reason i'm asking these questions or we're asking these questions because it does take an incredible human being not just to get off of what what's happening as far as the drugs go but also to get away from being in love with being loved. How do you sure, do that? It's like a stripper.
4: It's like a stripper. You got to leave the stripper out the door and the stage name at the stage.
5: I think it just comes. You got to stop the
4: hustle at the door.
5: I think it just comes. It comes a time that just I was just I was just tired. And I think that's what mostly happens is I, at a year end of sobriety, I just saw that I had a much better year being sober than I did the previous 20 years drinking and, and taking pills. So I just think. Oh,
4: dad. That, that, yeah.
5: That's a non drinking person right there.
4: <laughs> that's a that, Hello. I mean, you age like a fine wine. Don't get it. No, listen, I'll cheer you. <laughs>
5: Don't get it twisted don't get it twisted. so i do think, oh, yeah, i do think i do I think am. it's simply just being just being tired of it bro being tired of the chase being tired of your prescriptions and it's, it's a freedom to not having to worry about am i taking these pills and when can i get them filled again and the holiday the, the pharmacies close that 20 years of that battle to be truly clean is a freedom is a freedom from not having to worry about when can I get this pill filled again, and is it Sunday? Do they serve alcohol in this town? Is this a, is this a dry town or not? I mean, mm. it just was a constant, constant battle, man, and that's over, and I love it.
3: Well, you're one of the good guys, so I'm,
0: yeah, seriously,
3: I'm you are extremely literally... proud of you and happy for you. Uh, God bless. On then the other end... Crying. <laughs> one oh she's gonna cry it's every show
2: no i said every show
4: because no it it what it's it's a vulnerability just to admit that you have your demons we all have our demons and you seen the consequences of your actions and your behaviors and it is hard to honestly almost step out of your body and be like you know what i don't like this i don't like you i don't like what i'm doing and it's hard it's hard to self-reflect and be like And that's one of the biggest things I will say. um, I still like to have fun. Don't get it twisted. But I've stepped back out of my social life, and then I'm like, I've calmed down with my drinking. I calmed down with things, and I'm just like, I can't fucking stand you people. How did I hang out with you for how many years? Like,
3: you know what? You're in that little. I think I'm going to keep you away from Buff. I've made that decision at this point. (laughs) I'm keeping you away from him.
4: Wait, wait, wait. Do you live in Florida or Georgia?
3: Georgia. Oh, no. That no,
4: six
3: hours. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I, I'm trying to st- – One it's thing okay. I have to ask you, dude, last time you were in here, and we just touched on it, but I – Listen, I marked out for it. When you showed up on Gigalos, dude, I was like, holy shit, that's Buff Bagwell. Wait, oh, wait
2: oh, 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 like, <laughs> wait. Wait, wait. Gigolo, wait, wait. Like how does it
3: how ha- how does it happen and number two was it a work or were you really gigoloing you
5: were it's, a it's, a, it's a shoot it's a shoot
3: wow. uh i work for a company
5: called cowboys for angels and um yeah. i was married at the time i was married so tmz I, I was trying to i mean i was married and thinking and trying to make money we were my, me and my wife were broke i needed money so I got, I got, I got this company called me up gigolos and they paid me $25,000 to go on this show. I needed the money. So I went on it, but the actual company is called Cowboys, the number four angels. And you could hire me for a date. You could hire me for a week or you could hire me for a month. That was, it was basically crazy... your
4: generation's only fans, basically.
5: <laughs> hey, absolutely. You're exactly right. It
4: was your generation of exactly OnlyFans. It was basically yes. OnlyFans nowadays.
5: Yeah. So TMZ's doing my story and I'm trying to, he goes, how can you be married and be a gigolo? And I'm trying to explain it. Like I go, look, you know, Showtime. It's, it's like a movie. I said, like when, when Tom Cruise, you know, has sex with somebody on on a movie. It's a movie. It's not real. And so T- Showtime calls me up and goes, look Bagwell, you can't tell people it's not real. You know, are you kidding? So, so I couldn't do that anymore. I was trying to protect the right of I'm married and a, a person may hire me to go on a date. They may hire me to go uh, to a movie. It don't say anywhere. You got to have sex. It was a it's a it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's not a contract saying you got to have sex. They were hiring me for a date. They were hiring me to take me to a, um, I, I went to Paris with, with a guy and, and chick that was, that was for $15,000 for three days. Nice. So Hell you know, yeah. and, I, and we just hung out. We just hung out. So, you know, it's just, it was just a crazy time. It happened. I don't, I don't, I don't I, anything I've ever done in life. I don't, uh, it doesn't like, I'm not like, I wish I could do that over. I would never, say, no, I didn't want to it. do that. It's, I don't, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. I don't regret it at all. Um, I did it and I, I made the decision and we did it. So, but at the time of making that decision, it was swayed a little bit because of my financial situation. But um, but at the same time, it's it's one that you know i just don't regret it happened and um it was it, it it saved my house at the time it saved it paid the bills and it and it paid the way so it um it worked and for that time period it it, it filled the void of what i needed so
4: um very, i'm gonna call you cool. richard gear for now on he is now officially richard gear <laughs> <laughs> I,
5: I love Gere. richard Gere. i
4: ain't that i ain't that young i know <laughs>
5: Yes, officer and a gentleman. You're my
4: Richard gear. You got the salt and pepper going on too.
5: Yes.
3: <laughs> Buff, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta make sure she doesn't find where you live, man. We're gonna have problems.
4: Well, <laughs> oh, okay. One, one. You know, I'm gonna ask. Go ahead. What is the one thing you're the most proud of?
5: The one thing I'm most proud of.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um. Well, that's a tough one, but uh, I, mean, I know in, in it's the my business, favorite question to ask people because I'm the softy, I'm the sentimental one. In professional wrestling, too, it's but. easy. <laughs> in professional wrestling, it's easy. I am, to my knowledge, I am one of only two pro wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling to have five world, have more than five or more world tag team titles with four different people. It's me and Ricky Steamboat and that's it. That's a pretty good that's a pretty good tight knit group that have multiple tag teams with four different people. So that's the most proud thing I am. That one thing alone should be enough well, to get in the WWE Hall of fame. That's career in real wise. life, in real life Um, I would say my sobriety. I'd say this this fourteen months.
4: I was was, is probably the proudest thing. I'm praying you were going to say that. I was like, I feel he's going to
5: be so proud of his sobriety. Oh, absolutely! This this fourteen months. I was really ready to get sober. So I'd be lying to say it's hard. It was hard. It, it, It was. It wasn't that it was. It was hard. It just. It just took it just took a, it just took a lot of 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 time to really focus in on on really what I was doing it for but when i really got to black bear and i just really took it in it, it just really went it went really it was just all meant to be i think it had a lot to do with my age you know i'm i'm 53 years old man it's just it was just time uh, just to
2: Like to I focus. said,
4: you're like a good bottle of wine. Can you stop throwing your age out there like that? I will <laughs>
5: <laughs> shut <Jeez>. it up.
3: <laughs> I love it. I like seasoning I my buffers. food.
4: I love salt and pepper. <laughs> the same.
3: Buff, I got, I got to tell you, you should be very proud of the man that you are and, and what you've accomplished. It was no small feat. Um, you got tons to be proud of. Um, I'm a huge fan. You've always been a gentleman. Um,
4: he's been cause... talking about you all week to me, like all week.
3: Cause he's a good like, guy. I right. appreciate he's, it. he's a, he's a, he's a he's good a, man.
4: Oh my God. I can't wait for you to meet him. I'm like, okay. I gotta Google him. I don't know. His, I'm, I'm not, I don't know everyone. I gotta Google him. He's, I was kind of hoping okay. I was among him. He loves you, and he was making me love you. And now I saw you, and I was like... I love,
2: I love it. Love All
5: right, Bob,
3: I, I want to thank you for joining us. Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping to the best. Are you uh, going to any convention soon? Are you going to be around? What do you got going on?
5: I, I, I'm really, What I'm really doing right now is I'm really excited about uh, doing recovery talks. I'm doing a recovery talk this weekend at uh, a Huntington... Huntington, uh, Tennessee, Mm. and it's a big deal. It's called rally for recovery. And I'm really switching my whole gear to, you know, to doing recovery speeches, because there's just so many, it's just really so many people out there that don't know how to get sober. And, and I've, and I've been, I've been very lucky to do so with work and luck, but at the same time, I want to share what I've learned on getting, you know, getting clean. And so, I'm doing one this weekend in Tennessee and I'm just really want to start doing it more and more often. But the, the signings, I was just at New York comic con I'm in uh, New York again at the end of the month. But if you go to marcusbuffbagwell.com, that's my website. You can go to all my social media stuff in there. My email address is marcusbuffbagwell at gmail. And that's how you can get bookings or check to get me for bookings and things. So I stay real busy with signings and bookings. And just with cameos, I stay real busy with cameos. And just just really just, I just stay busy being, you know, just being honest and sober. And I love
3: it. <laughs> well, Listen,
4: if your girlfriend drops the ball, I'll switch to apple, sparkling apple cider or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I like
3: I like here's, my, here's my concern. Are you coming to the big event in New York? Do you know on November 11th? Do you know if you're coming to that event? No, I'm not. All right, for the the first time, I'll say thank God because (laughs) I don't know what I'd have to do, man. I love it. I love it. it. Buff, want to thank you You again. God bless. Wishing you the best. Hope to talk to you soon. And, you know, the one thing I'll always remember is when you're in studio with the great Del Wilkes, um, there's that connection that you know, he passed shortly after that. So it's yeah. I always, when I think about you, I think about Dell, and I think about that that interview we did together. So God bless you.
5: You too. You guys have a wonderful night.
3: It was loves talking to you guys. I love it so much. Y'all Be take well, care. brother. All right. All right, there, kiddo. What'd you think? The Ooh. great Buff Bagwell. One.
4: I don't want to ever hear Matt Riddle talk about. <laughs> right there.
3: He's right a, there. he's a, you said it. I, I, I really find him being one of the, a really good human being. I've had a couple of yep, interactions with and him.
4: It's, it's really hard for someone, especially like we, alcohol, alcohol is considered a drug. It's sure. considered addictive. Sure. And some can handle it. Some can't. And it's honestly, you may have an addictive personality and may be more influenced by other people, but that's the thing is he said my reality of, I didn't like what the hell I was seeing. I didn't like who I was around. I didn't like who I was bringing into my life. And when I was doing it, it gets old. Mm. It's, 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 I'm done. And that's honestly, it's a hard thing to admit. Like, hey. It's
3: a lot of I, triggers I kind of though. I, I, was, I was thinking about that, right? And there are a oh, lot. Oh, you know, of I was. I was like,
4: God, this is a mentor that my ex should have used.
3: Well, I was thinking this actually while this was going on. Right? You know how much I like you, and I think you know you're a beautiful woman. And I was thinking, here's a guy, and I'm not saying him in general, but just saying in general, a guy wants to be involved with someone like yourself, right? And they want to date you, and they want that sobriety, but. You know, not saying you're a drinker or a drugger. I'm not trying to throw that out there. All I'm trying to say is you're drinking. Then you feel like, well, you know, I kind of want to be with her. I like her. So I'm going to start drinking. There's got to be a lot of pressure there on both of
4: us. So I actually went on a date once. And the first date, and he said he didn't drink. He didn't say why. He actually later down during dinner, because I ordered a glass of wine. This was a couple years ago. He was like i'm a recovering alcoholic and then i slipped up because i got um i got a, a dessert that actually had like bourbon in it i was mm-hmm. like oh you should try he's like no if someone is worth it do you really need that drink no like sure. i i do have i would say this show and i force myself socially i used to be a very very social person i used to work in the nightclub industry I used to party and drink all the time. And now one, it's run me down so much that when I even have just a little, I'm just like, I feel like death. Like I feel like shit the next day. I started looking at people that I used to laugh at their jokes, I used to laugh at everything they said, I used to be so involved. And then because now I'm coming in, instead of 10 drinks in, I'm now babysitting two drinks. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even like you. Why did I hang out with you so many years? Like, I can't even stand you. Because right. now you're starting to realize things and see things in a different aspect. So it's like with me, this night, and I would say probably a Friday or a Saturday night at home, I'll have a couple glasses of wine and I socially make myself go do an event, go do something to be outside of my house. But from going from a big party scene, and I was, I contributed even to my ex's degeneracy Like Mm
2: -hmm. I had
4: an addictive personality, so when he was like, "Babe, let's do this," I'm like, "Okay, like let's do it. Like I'm game, you're game. Let's pull an all-nighter." Like, so I do have that, but I also am the type of person who knows when to say no. I'm okay with alcohol, whatever, when you have leisure time, but I have responsibilities. I have bills to pay. I have children to take care of. That's when you have to really look at things, and some people can't say no. They can't look at their job and be like, okay, I got to be responsible. I'm going to sober up. Nope, I'm going to have another one, or I'm going to take a pill, or I'm going to do this. They don't know, and that's where it becomes a problem, and that's where you have to realize there's an issue because you don't know when to say no. And that's where I'm like, okay, I think I've, I, I can pat myself on the back and say, I've said no a lot. No, I want to go home. We've had a great weekend. I'm going to go home to the kids. I'm going to work my weekday. Or I got to get up early. This is my last glass of wine. I'm not going to just keep going. Well and, and I commend him on that. I commend him on that because he, he finally was just like, you know what? Enough's enough. And I do see a lot of these older wrestlers that, by technicality, it their time has passed, and they still keep going. And I commend them yeah. on that because Wait, they are I, a rare dozen. They're, yeah, they're
3: I meant what there. I said, though, right? People want to be admired. People want to be loved, right? Either personal life, business life, whatever. So when you reach abiration such a level, admiration
4: is the biggest drug. Absolutely, loves so abiration. when
3: you're when you're at that level, like he was, and to be able to all of a sudden realize you're not that anymore, you know, I could understand you turn to something to help you deal with that. Life is tough, and like this is one in my book. I'm I'm glad you said that to him because in my book he is one of the great guys. I always liked him. Always seem like... A, again, I'm not trying to say I'm best friends with him. I know him very well because I don't. But for my...
4: No, but you you spoke highly about his demeanor and everything else before I even got to meet him.
3: Yeah. Well, through my limited interactions with him, I think I have the propensity to understand good people. Like, I like you. I told you I like you because you're a good person. I, I think you're cool. But I think you've got I, a good I, heart.
4: I, I, I still have my walls up, but... I am a working progress of like breaking it down and I do see your genuine I do feel like you're a good judge of character because I tell you your enthusiasm with our guests and some of them I don't even know some of them I have to like do my own research on and then I'm I I feel I'm getting better at my judge of character than I once was you 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 hit the nail on the head like i that's why I cry with some of these like people because I'm just like, wow, like mm. you can just feel their humbleness, you can feel their mm. genuineness, you can mm. feel their, their struggles. And I came from point A to point B, and yes, I have my faults, and I am not a great character, but I've learned from my mistakes and I've bettered myself.
2: And that's it's not
4: really- what you do, it's how you do it. It's, that's what i i loved about it he was like you know i'm now i'm trying to speak about my addiction like that's that's commendable absolutely because it is i've watched that i've, I've witnessed it as a, a significant other i've watched how addicting it is and i've been a participant myself so it's like you are being thrown all these things and the temptations and whatever and it and it's like now he's he's, he's being wrong about it, and I can really fully respect that for
3: it. Well, life is fragile. And uh, again, I want to thank you again. I hope you come back next week. I hope so. I know um, you did
4: not just say that to me. I know you did not just say I'm that I'm just time.
3: playing with you. I want to remind everybody, tomorrow we have the new NWA World Heavyweight Champion, EC3 in studio at 645. And then we have our regular show Thursday and November 11th. Miss Petro will be in New York, where we'll be at the big event at the Monte Nefaro uh, table. Oh,
4: Do I get to meet the squares?
3: You do meet to get to, well, the, maybe over the internet, but where we have no. plenty oh. of interviews after that. But you can meet Miss Petro in person at the big event in New York uh, at the Monte De Faro table. I want to thank you all for joining us. We love you all. We want to thank Buff Bagwell again. For showing us the way to sobriety and the way that people can change their lives. This is Mike Overcome Monte's.
4: everything.
3: And by the way, Abe, where's Jimmy? He was supposed to be here.
4: I
2: know. I send sent him
0: like three links. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I think I got an email. Say There's some no confusion, to some technical difficulties. You know how it goes.
3: Say no Say to androids, no Jimmy to Farrell. Androids. I'll see you guys tomorrow. I love you all. Thank you for gracing us. And again, if you can donate, please donate to uh, my beautiful niece's walk. Send us out, Daniella. Bye, guys.
4: Love you. See you next week.